You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. episode today it's a little bit of a uh, laid-back discussion to get into a little bit more uh, detail on a uh, couple topics here but uh, we've got a couple guests today we're bringing back Daniel from uh, a later episode and we're also bringing in my brother-in-law stone so um, as always we're, we're greeted by uh, my co-host Justin um, so thanks everybody for coming on well thanks for having me again thanks for uh, inviting me over to your house <laughs> yeah. Eaton forces me to be here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry about that, man. Yeah, just to be clear, I don't force I don't force anybody. You know, you're on your own free will. You you come on the program. It's true. You're nothing but, uh, but you're nothing but cordial in your request. That's right. I like to think of myself as a nice guy, you know. I don't force anybody to do nothing. But uh until you get the nasty death threats on this text. <laughs> yeah. No, I did have one. Uh, I did have one guy get uh, pretty nasty on my Facebook feed. He didn't like uh, what we had to say about old Nathan Phillips. <laughs> he didn't necessarily get nasty as much as he got like woke. Like he thought it. He thought it was disgusting. And I mean, look, what you guys say is very, very. I'd say mild compared to the the thoughts, let alone the words I say on a regular basis. So. If, if that's what I that's what I was under the impression. So if of. you're violating yeah. sensibilities, then I'm a damn monster. <laughs> I just uh, I just don't understand why it's always the fat guys with neck beards that are trying to be SJWs. <laughs> I didn't really think it was a hot take for myself. I mean, that guy legitimately did look like he's done meth his entire life, and I mean, the guy was clearly no, he, lying he, about he, the whole ordeal. People are hunting you down on Facebook? Are you? Uh... <laughs> no, they're not hunting me down. He just—I had one guy uh, say that he didn't like the show, and uh... it was—it was a single instance of a larger gentleman with a neck beard that looked like he fed off hot pocket sandwich. <laughs> no, no need to no need no need to assault his his looks or appearance by any means. But Justin's no. not really telling any. You know, he couldn't be sued for libel. It'd be no problem. That's right. That's right. It could have been any of the no. one guys that. Did I'm that. just. I'm just telling you exactly what I seen. It was, <laughs> you know, an IMO in my opinion. <laughs> I appreciate the defense there, buddy. Really, one of one of the things I did want to get into. I know we discussed it on the last episode, Justin, but I did want to discuss with everybody um, with this Green New Deal, and it it's just going to be like I kind of want to gather everybody's thoughts on it. Um, I know Stone. He he doesn't really keep up with much on the uh, the latest politics, so I, I wanted to gather his thoughts as well. But um, I just kind of wanted to gather what everyone thought. Um, I know AOC is walking it all back right now. She's kind of saying that it was uh, a draft and and everything that um, every everything that everyone was kind of pointing towards with like the uh, 
economic support for people who are unwilling to work and replacing airplanes with trains and all that crazy stuff was just part of a draft document. Wait, replacing airplanes with trains? Yeah, she wants to uh, replace airplanes with uh, trains because global warming. Yeah, I I think it's funny how all the major new uh, news outlets that are on the left, like Washington Post and stuff, came to her defense with a new fact check sheet to help alleviate the uh, convoluted Republican feelings that were dropped on it. Well, what was wild to me was just the the fact that uh, they 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 went on. I think it was they had that uh, professor who was an advisor for the Green New Deal, the AOC. And uh, tried to say that that the GOP spread the lie of the whole um, sub uh, essentially taking care and subsidizing people unwilling to work with uh, a living wage, which like that kind of the all the all the walking back and covering up like uh, it, it really for a second genuinely had me believing that I read something that someone from the GOP made when it was a direct, I mean, when I read it, it was a direct link from AOC's website. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's where when yeah. we were talking about it on the show. The document was directly from their website. NPR had it as well. CNBC was reporting on it. So nothing was doctored. What she was referring to was satire going around on Twitter. So like people started making fun of the document. So it was like saying that um, like also one of the requirements of the Green New Deal was like all men had to pee in buckets or something like that. And so, oh, that was, yeah, yeah that was Mark Dice like who did that. Bottling urine and saving it for uh... – yeah. Yeah, Mark Dice purposely put that out there and even messaged it on his Facebook to see who would buy it, and of course they did. The funny thing is, is it 100% said unwilling to work in there, and the way that people uh, on the left, like the news organizations like Washington Post, for example, here's one of their direct fact quotes for combating the unwilling to work, right? They said, guaranteeing a job with a family-sustaining wage, adequate family and and medical leave, paid vacations, retirement, security to all people of the United States. So they kind of walked it back and they said it wasn't that they were unwilling. It's just that they wanted to uh, create a family-sustaining wage. So we're back to that $15 minimum wage thing that no one understands economics about. Yeah. Which blows my mind. Well, that's the thing that... that I think a lot of people seem to have in common is they also don't understand economics because they just like the way things sound instead of really sitting down and thinking about the consequences and, and what that actually means. It's, it sounds really nice to just say the sentence that you're willing to take care of people unable and unwilling. And when you couple it that way, you, you kind of, you kind of flim flam the reader into uh because it's it's they, they, it's intentional. They don't they don't separate those thoughts. They keep unable because that's that's you know supposed to trigger your sympathy there. If if everyone realized that in in a small level of ideals, I mean, most of us when we get older take care of our parents because they become unwilling or unable or they just. But either way, I mean, if anyone realized that, then. Uh, this isn't like when she had it in their unwillingness, like I, I want to know what the hell she was interpreting that as. Because to me and a lot of other people, it sounded like people that just didn't want to work. 
So that's going to need a lot of clarification. Yeah, because that is that really, Justin, truly, what you just said is the biggest point, is even if this was a draft, why in the hell was that part in the draft? That doesn't make a lot that's of exactly sense. Right. It, yeah. it, 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 if anything, if anything, they're, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're boobs at best. Like they made such a horrible, like, like they, they left a joke in a draft proposal is, is the best case scenario. And then propose that as actual, which is pretty, pretty, uh, you know, Mr. Magoo ish. And yeah, well, it's, it's obviously they're obviously they're trying to spin it because if even, like you said, even if this was a draft and it was a mistake, they would have simply uploaded the correct one by now. And it's been almost a full 24, 48 hours and they haven't released a new document. They haven't uploaded a new document yet. I mean, here's some common sense stuff, right? You, the green new deal is a huge thing that they want to input, right? It's like a, a whole society changer really, because it's going to affect every facet of life, travel, jobs, everything. You know, you would think with something that important that you would have multiple drafts, Okay, and that these drafts wouldn't be put out until you've had lots of people lay eyes on them, give their recommendations, and then they would come out with a uh, final draft that everyone. This document was supported by nearly every top Democratic frontrunner for president. So these these people signed off on this document. Oh, didn't even read it. No, they didn't read it. There's no way they read they it. They saw Green New Deal on it. That was it. They, that's I all mean, they, they saw. I mean, they probably did read it because it's really not that difficult to read. It was about six pages. It really wasn't a difficult read, but I doubt that they saw it. It's literally spark notes. Reading it like that. I don't know. I think, I think, I think anybody listening who hasn't read either the – I mean, I don't know if you can still get the original FAQ. I read, oh, you can. I read yeah, the can. original FAQ, and then I started reading Online forever now. My friend. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. Online's forever. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why you're not supposed to send nudes of your butt or anything, because it's going to be on there for a very long time. Jeff, Jeff yeah, soon we're going <laughs> yeah, to have a generation of nudes havers, though. So it's not going to really make a difference in a few years. I just feel that... <laughs> I just feel that everyone looks... You know, I think it's funny that communism's trying to come back around and socialist ideals and stuff like that and everyone looks at it because it seems like such a utopian way for our society to be effective and and really every time it's been done it's been it's it's poorly poorly done because like me and Keaton talked about a while like you know on the last episode it's it comes down to the fact that not everyone has the same ambition or drive that everyone else does that's why you, you know when you get we'll take example uh Japan right pretty homogenous country right it, it's got a lot of native japanese people that live there especially on the islands and stuff and everyone talks about how Japan is a front runner for work ethic and quality of craftsmanship and stuff like that you know they don't. They're not like America, where they have hundreds of country that countries that flock here and different types of people from all over. We're we're a hundred percent a huge melting pot. You know, in essence, you have Japan that's pretty homogenous. You know, these people have a way of life that has been passed down for so long. You know, and then you come to America and we just have you know different perspectives everywhere. I mean. It's crazy. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, just like you said, we are a melting pot, and that's the that's the weird thing about all the jags people go on about appropriation. Because I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't like know who I am. I'm, I'm half if if you want to get technical, half black. That's the thing that we could talk about one day. Is like, so I'm I'm mixed race. I, and I, there's a theory I just developed where I, I say I'm, I'm racially convenient in that people can choose which race <laughs> I am and tell me which race I am, which, you know, I can't think of too much more racist than telling someone like I, I've had people be like, well, you're black. Yeah, and no I've kidding. had also people go like, well, but you're half white. Like people get to like, well, what, what is, so what do you identify? What is your take? Like? What's that? Is that a day to day thing? What do you identify as today? Black or white? I, I identify as what the police identify me by, and that's a black male. So that's what I. Yeah. That's, that's you know that's what I worry about. What I what I find funny, and and I seen this Vice YouTube video. Vice is notorious for being pretty liberal, but they had black yeah. conservatives uh, talking with uh, black liberals, and it was yeah, just. I saw it. Yeah, could you, like seeing the side on the liberals, they were just like super, like ready to just gnaw off the heads of these conservative uh, bunch, and it's just like, it's just crazy. Like you can't even like. It's funny how if you're a black person in America, like it's like you have to be forced to think as a Democrat, and it's not like well, people I mean, just. It's that, not that's, yeah. That's, that's definitely true, but like as far as like the. The aggression in the video, like, honestly, like, black people are just passionate people. A lot of, uh, like, a lot of my passion is mistaken for aggression at times, you know? Like, like it's, it's, we're just a boisterous and, uh, like, I'm, like, someone will be listening to this being like, how dare he say, it's like, fool, I'm black, I'm telling you. I got, like, black family. It's, like, loud and wild. And, like, when we're in public, you know, they get people's attention and stuff, like. It's it's an observable thing if someone wants like that's why I to me I think that the funniest people in the world aren't necessarily comedians I think it's just black people on the streets anywhere at any given time driving a car or at a job checking you out or serving you at a restaurant I think that like something about the way we are is just hilarious compared to other races I think we're just funnier like conversationally and in life. I, I know everybody listening no, yeah. is thinking it's of a black dude who makes around. him laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I actually thought the, the video was pretty interesting. I saw that video, and um, what I wish they did, instead of doing just, like, talking points and highlights of the discussion, I wish they would have actually just released the whole discussion. Because that, that would have actually been a very Yeah, it was only, like, seven minutes watch. long, which was disappointing, because, you know you send this out here and it's actually a very entertaining video to watch because you know whether you're democrat republican independent libertarian anything i mean it's good to get perspective uh, you have to you can't just be closed-minded like that's that's where people go wrong is they associate themselves with the particular group and then they just get into that little cluster and like they can't come out of there and it's weird to me that a lot of people just can't be open-minded about stuff. Well, yeah, but that's a lot of people. It, it It's certainly weird, but there's there's a good percentage of people that are truly open-minded. But I mean, right now is a really easy time to, to lose yourself, especially in uh, political-natured things. Because uh, I, I was telling people, I, I live in Denver, you know, and I was telling, like, 
I, I watched the election with people that were like wildly Hillary. And I mean, I'm independent. I really don't care for any specific uh, political party. I think they both have their very, very few pros and a, a huge shit ton long list of cons, you know, like, so well because they because uh, once they identify as one or the other they have to play up to that side. Uh, look at Howard Schultz. Like he's notoriously liberal, but as soon as he has something that's a different point of view than the intended point of view by uh Republican or Democrat, he's labeled as an outcast and that's why a lot of independents and libertarians never get candidates up to run with. Yeah, I think that yeah, the true. Schultz thing is a little bit exaggerated, though. I think only people in New York City and, like, half of Los Angeles really care about all that. I don't really think, like, I think it's just the media is inflating it. But I think, like, everyday people are just like, the Starbucks guy wants to be president. All right, let's hear what he's got to say, and maybe I'll think about it. But I really don't think that many people are just like, oh, he's nice guy Trump. Like, I, th I really think that's the spin everybody's doing because, like I was saying, man, everybody's so into politics. It's the new walking dead. Like nobody cares about t yeah. TV as much as they care about politics. Like people used to really like TV a lot and they still do, but like they seem to like politics way. It's funny that you made that like analogy because, because it's dying. Politics is dying as well. Well, tri tribal, tribal politics have tribal politics have taken over, and it's it's interesting you made the connection of like a nice guy Trump. That's really kind of what Howard Schultz is. I mean, Trump was never a, a Republican; he's been a lifelong Democrat, and he really only shifted to Republican when he decided to run for president. But um, I, I just thought it was interesting that um, you know these tribal politics kind of break everybody into groups. Everyone starts to build up their walls and, and starts to yeah, get real defensive. <laughs> yeah. You know, some people want to build walls, some don't, you know, whatever, but everyone's building up their walls around their, uh, their, their particular positions and nobody wants to listen to each other. And, and that's, it's interesting that, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez kind of brings this into the green new deal because it, it guarantees like economic support for everyone. It's basically a UBI in disguise, um, universal basic income. Um, but what was interesting to me is because she's wanting to get rid of fossil fuels period in 10 years, um, which is just absolutely an absolutely ridiculous feat to, to do period because you would destroy the American economy. Um, for which sure, I, which I think is part of the but idea. It, yeah, well, well, absolutely, well, because you have to lasts. depend on daddy government to take care of you at that point. But you, you, you destroy the American economy, and you want to get off fossil fuels. But I mean, it's just like okay, so you want to get off fossil fuels? That's an enormous amount of energy that the country runs on. I mean, you think about the trucking industry alone that takes products from coast to coast. So you want to get rid of that. But you also want to ban nuclear energy, the most efficient power source known to man. Like you're going to have to build a lot of nuclear power plants. And she's like, oh, no, I don't want to build power plants. I want to ban them. I mean, e even so, like say, say, for instance, that we did reach this 10-year thing with America, right? That we reach uh, completely no CO2 emissions from America alone. There's places – I mean China has a pollution problem that is out of this world. I mean, you have people that walk through and they remember that one artist that would was literally vacuuming the air. 
and made a complete brick out of the pollutants and the particulates in the air. Did you guys ever see that? Yeah, over in – wasn't that in Beijing or something like yeah. that? Yeah, I mean you, you have to – in that last accord was an absolute joke of what the U.S. was going to have to put into it once again. That's why it sucks being a part of places like NATO and crap like that because it always seems like the U.S. has to put in above and beyond what any other country has to put in. And there was nothing in there uh, stifling China's uh, production because guess what? Everyone's made China the damn uh, producer of everything. I mean, China produces everything for all these countries. Yeah, it's basically just a multi-country pinky promise so, yeah. to do something. So, exactly. <laughs> it wasn't, you know, and there was nothing in there stifling China. And China's one of the worst uh, countries out there that is polluting the air. So, yeah, cool. We could have done we could have done something, yeah. But at the same time, if if you want to get CO2 emissions under where they're supposed to be, then th- this is a whole world deal. I think even if America went completely renewable, like if they if America did exactly what AOC wants to do, I think it would change the global temperature like not even a degree. It would be like half a degree Celsius. That's a lot. Still. That's an that's that's another thing that I have an issue with is all the stuff that media and everything and all all these numbers that get put out about climate change. You you've got such a large polarizing uh, debate versus is climate change real? Is climate change not real? And you get like hordes of people on either opposite side, and it's crazy to me how much. I, I mean, you can go on there and and Google you know, climate change statistics and all this stuff and the stuff that populates on it is crazy. Well, there, there's things worth looking up that people don't often look up. Like, um, like I believe there's Solyndra, which is, you know, uh, the, a defunct solar energy company that Obama gave half a billion dollars of taxpayer money to that nobody just ever talks about. And, they're not the they're not the only one. I think uh, Solazine was another one, and th- that's just solar panels. Then there was Algenol that was contracted by the the Navy to uh, they were forcing aircraft carriers to uh, to use like a mixture of this algae fuel so that the media could report, look, they're using this algae fuel, but like it was just a temporary thing, just to. To, I mean, this is all like verifiable. I don't know what to tell you to look for, but you can definitely Google the words I'm saying. Yeah, and, and no, yeah, the government has subsidized many, many companies. Oh yeah, it's just everything just seems so convoluted. You know, it, it sucks because this day and age with with online and stuff, you should have answers at your fingertips, right? But you get so many varieties of articles and documents and stats and quotes, you know, of everything. It's like hard to sift. And that's why I think people just give up looking for facts. They just take stuff for word value now or what they read the first article they pull up because it's such a pain in the ass to to just dredge through all these things to try to find the actual truth. And then when you get here, you'll, you'll find something else that kind of been like, okay, well, I guess this, uh, well, how does this affect it now? That's what I hate. When, when most of your, when most of your news is coming from the angle of an opinion, instead of just what happened, it's going to be really hard to uh, find facts instead yep. of just like 
people's garbage takes. You know what I mean? That's how you get Covington. You get a nation of adults wishing death threats upon little tiny kids. Like, <laughs> yep. And I know, I know someone's here. I know someone's here. Oh, little tiny. They're punks. It's like, whatever, man. They're kids. Look, look, like, look at yourself. If you're like sitting around hoping kids get beat up and they hear me say, yeah, I don't care, man, go somewhere. What's wrong with you? Why are you wishing people harm for no, no trivial good reason? It's absurd. Yeah, like, like, why is Kathy Griffin still have her Twitter account? She was hard why trying do a, to dox why do these a, kids. Why do a bunch of crazy adults still have their damn Twitter accounts? Yeah, Louis Louis Farrakhan still has one. Yeah, man. Every, there's there's no real uh, standard of like like equity with as far as uh, you know being being uh, doxed or being being banned and being blocked. Like they're saying that all this these Twitter bans and these like conservative shadow bans are like legitimately like just sending people far far away from the conversation because i mean that's the president's on twitter so it's like you know why why should a citizen be banned i heard that's not me i think i heard tim pool say that on joe rogan the other day yeah and that's when it that's that's when it comes back around to you know freedom of speech and private companies and stuff like where do you draw the line and that's the that's the yeah it's a slippery slope it's like and i think what people get in the habit of it's like a mom and dad scenario it's like you know you say something and maybe the oldest kid gets away with something and then the youngest kid's like well why does he get to do that you know what i mean and i think that's what it comes down to it's like okay well you just banned me for this why isn't this person getting banned And i think that's what it comes down to but people also forget twitter instagram all those companies are, are privately owned so you know, yeah, are, are we going to start making? Yeah, but when they when they start colluding together, which the Alex Jones, um, the Alex Jones ban was very interesting, and if only for the reason I know everyone's got their own opinions on Alex Jones. I don't really care for the guy. I think he's entertaining. I think that's what he is. Is he just a, a entertainer? But I think the Alex Jones example is a great example to kind of open people's eyes on how these companies are working together to ban a voice. And I think it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to discuss, uh, you know, talking about, you know, obviously a company has the right to, to ban or, or to control whatever is on their platform. They have every right to do so. But in this day and age, I mean, really, you can almost, it really is almost like silencing speech when you, when you ban these people from, Facebook, you ban them from Twitter, you ban them from YouTube, you ban them from Apple Podcasts, you ban them from every platform that um, a normal everyday citizen uses to get their information. And it's really, you know, you're not technically silencing their speech. They can still speak. I, it's just you're I limiting mean, the platforms. The funny, th- that are the funny thing them. is the left always clamors that they hate fascism, <laughs> like fascist things. This is exactly what it is. Like, if you're going to ban someone just because you don't like their opinion or what they say, like, and you have that power, like, that's what it comes down to. And, and that's another thing that's infuriating. It's just like, it, like, when are we going to stop picking and choosing? Like, if you have rules and regula- regulations on YouTube or in- Instagram or whatever, then follow them. But don't pick and choose who you yeah. follow or who you don't follow. That's what that's the thing, though. This is like it's a full on culture war and it's like a 
like a, a in your face, like, but undercover, you know, like there's, there's just no way to get past the fact that there's a conservative, like an, an anti-conservative bias across most platforms. And I mean, like I said, I'm not a conservative by any means. I'm just a casual observer of all this stuff. Cause like I said, I, I, I saw this happening before. It's like, man, this is really ramping up. Like people seem to like this with the same energy they like game of thrones and like that's that's like the uh the way it's like handled i feel like just like uh very fantastical and there's dragons mm-hmm. there's definitely <laughs> dragons definitely it's dragons. definitely entertaining i mean nancy pelosi yeah. looks like some kind of lizard <laughs> she does look. Oh. I told. Uh, I think it was another episode. I told Justin. I was like, she's, Nancy Pelosi and Ted Cruz are like from the Lizard Planet. She's the lizard people that Alex Jones talks about. The underground society of <laughs> hidden lizard people that have inf- infiltrated our human being society. They're here they're to turn in the freaking frogs, gay. <laughs> that's that's why they're so knowledgeable about the wall because they're so good at burrowing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Stone. Where do you where do you get most of your news or information? Like, if you see something, where do you normally see it from? Um, it's either uh, it's always people posting shit on Facebook. That's about it. Oh, it's the Just worst Facebook. source. I know. That, that I don't, I'm not that I'm following it. I'm not listening. <laughs> no, or no, no. Stuff. I know. I know. I'm not. I go I'm out not of my judging way to you. Avoid news. Yeah, face, Facebook is a literal. <laughs> it, it is pretty notorious of, of news coverage because yeah. well, it's all shitty thing, opinions. The, yeah, the thing about it is, is it is difficult to get, you know, a, an unbiased kind of just. Give me the facts, news source. It's I mean, funny. It's it really it's tough. It's funny to too because you, you know, like we talked about at the very beginning of the show, you have people that are like, "Oh, I hate, I hate what you're broadcasting or whatever. I think it's gross or whatever." It's like those people will see that, and you could have people that you've been friends with for a while, and then they they have a difference of opinion, and it's just like, "Ooh, gotta push them off the friends list." It's like they instantly yeah, like it's they, just tribalism. <laughs> They inst- if, if someone has a, if someone has an opinion about a conver- a recorded conversation they listen to that they're not a part of to the point where they want to treat you different as a person, I feel like that says a lot more about that individual than it does you. Well, yeah, of course. If you don't like if you don't like something, you don't have to listen to it. I mean, this is one conversation. This conversation shouldn't encapsulate who any of us are as people or as men. Like it should give you an idea of the kind of guys we are, but you don't know. This is like a, a they're not even listening to the whole conversation. One damn conversation, exactly. They're picking apart the three words they heard that they didn't agree with, and then they're going to hold that as that's you now. Is you that's, said those that's three all, things you agree with this? Yeah, like the that's first it. time People Keaton just, says they, they that he doesn't like chicken strips, upset. he's off. He's done. He's done. He's out of here. <laughs> and I never went to KFC again. Oh, sorry, man. Oh, sorry. Never went to Popeyes. Bad move. Love that chicken from Popeyes. I haven't eaten Popeyes <laughs> in what feels like five years. Well, Daniel's not coming back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> if you're eating a Popeyes biscuit with no drink, it, it feels like five no, years. No, eating a Popeyes I'm, biscuit I'm, I'm, I'm is akin to eating a dry like napkin. I used to eat Popeyes in Germany, man. I've been, I've been eating Popeyes for a little bit. They have Popeyes Damn, in, in Germany, uh, huh? In the Air Force bases. Yeah, yeah. You were in the Air Force? 
No, my dad was. Oh, okay. That's what. That's legit. Tell your dad thank you for serving. You, you're not allowed he'll, to. You, you didn't have Popeyes. In the last he'll, five years. he'll say some. He'll <laughs> say something unsavory that you probably wouldn't like. <laughs> oh, I've, I've. Trust me, Keaton knows me. I have to tone. I have to tone myself down for the show to keep it not crude. <laughs> yeah, try to keep it toned down through PG yeah, me too. level. Oh, I wow. he'll, he'll tell you. Keaton will tell you. Does your mom listen to these? Yeah, <laughs> she does. <laughs> Oh, oh no! You should have said, said that. Yeah, said you should have oh, no. started every show by saying "Hey to your mom," just so we all know. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Back to the show. Tucker. Hey, Miss Tucker. <laughs> uh, but it, it is. I mean, it really is interesting how tribal politics have kind of embedded itself in everyday life. And I mean, it, it is, it's interesting to see people comment on stuff that, you know, they hear, like you said, stone, like three or four words. And, and now you're labeled from that three or four words. And you saw it in like, even in the state of the union, I don't know if you guys saw the state of the union, but when um, all the women of Congress on the democratic side wore white in solidarity for women's rights. But then when Trump went and touted that, um, that minority unemployment and women unemployment were at an all time low and they were looking at each other feeling like, you know, do we clap? Do we not clap? Like, yeah. do we stand? Do we cheer for this? And then that, <laughs> well, my favorite line was at the end, Nancy Pelosi said, it's going to take so long to fact check all this. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take forever to fact check this. Uh, ask Russia. They know. Oh, Russia. <laughs> Yeah, Russia's behind everything, obviously. Yo, I saw a story today that said Russia is dealing with a polar bear invasion, and that they oh, I saw that 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 they're they're it's illegal to hunt and kill them slash protect yourself, and like they just gotta it's illegal. They're gonna that's why they're gonna have to enlist the help of Mountain Lion Man. He knows how to take down wild (laughs) animals. So as if Russia wasn't wild enough, they got damn polar bears everywhere now eating all the Ruskies. Yeah, th- think back on that funny video you showed me, uh, Keaton, of the guy fighting the raccoon. Could you imagine a polar bear outside? <laughs> and they're they're running in groups. There's like 10, 20 of them in one spot. Really? Yeah, they're breaking into buildings. So like a whole herd yeah. went in there? Yeah. Gangs they're, of polar bears. They're looking Whoa. for food. And they went those, things are, those things are notoriously vicious. I've never There's heard a video of uh, of what is a group of polar bear called? Like like you know how like murder? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they run in in groups like typically. I don't know if they. Clan I didn't think up. they did. I, I thought they were pretty I thought solid. They were like it's just the family. This yeah. was like a whole twenty of them in one. And I'm going to tell you right now that most of those hey. doors aren't going to stop the polar bears. No, there's a videos group. of them going inside bars. It says a group of bears is called a sloth or a sleuth. A, a, a what flock? now? A group of polar bears is called a sloth or a sleuth. A sleuth. Ooh, like S L E U T H. I'm gonna tell you sleuth right now. I know for bear. a fact one of those damn bears can paw a door open easily. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Nothing stopping them from getting that food. I mean, shit. They came all the way to the island. Yeah. I forget what island it was that they were on. 
Uh, somewhere over there in Russia. I don't know. Somewhere where I'm not going anytime soon. Death <laughs> Island? Yeah, Death Island. Skull Island. There's a sleuth of polar bears. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's Alan that lost Dude, there's, there's a There's a video of a guy who builds this plexiglass box and sits in the middle of the Arctic. And a polar bear comes up and starts mashing him. And uh, I swear, man, he's uh, at one point... He's like, yeah, in a few seconds, the polar bear will have to uh, to move along to conserve precious calories. But it didn't sound like he was telling the listener. It sounded like he was really like, talking, <laughs> talking to himself. To himself. Pretty like, soon, the polar bear's like, going to leave. Surely, this bear is going to move along and not kill me. Like, I think he's yeah. underestimating how hungry the bear might might have been. There's not yeah, a lot of food out there. Think of how dangerous it would be to wear a penguin beanie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know as if you would want to wear that. I, I, I think they, I think they'll eat anything, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, was was that like the peak That's... of the excitement in that? Was the polar bear came up? There's yeah. nothing. Is there anything else uh, out there? See, and that that brings that begs another question: like, what's causing a sleuth of bears? To roll up on a Russian neighborhood out of the blue. I'm sure someone would say climate change and a depleted uh, food source. That'd be my best guess, but I don't know. You'd have to really look into it, I would think, for a pack of wild-ass polar bears to roll up into your Russian town and <laughs> yeah. set up shop. Sounds more, it sounds more like a horror movie than reality. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Man, All I know is that I would not be there for the Bear Festival. No. It's, it's a movie I would watch if they made it. No. The, the only... Get a Conor McGregor in it. <laughs> yeah. Conor McGregor goes up against the sleuth of polar bear. <laughs> be a lot cooler if Khab- you Khabib did. could come and be in the movie too. It'd be great. Be great. <laughs> yeah. Guest appearance by Henry Cavill. Superman himself. Out of nowhere. <laughs> Man, this is weird. This I heard someone else on a podcast I was listening to was talking about how handsome Henry Cavill was. I mean, do, do you know? You, he guys, is. you guys are you guys are like a part of some kind of secret society of Henry lovers. <laughs> Possibly. No, I just acknowledge a handsome man, man. Yeah. You have to. But on that note, Keaton, I have to head and tend to my child and eat animal frosting. Animal cookie frosting that I got in the mail. Yeah. Well, you go on and uh, you do you, brother. Thanks for coming on, buddy. You guys have a good night. Later. Keep those tenders warm. Boy, a wonderful <laughs> toy. Uh, Daniel, what are your thoughts? I, want, I kind of wanted to gather your thoughts on this latest um, Virginia governor, just total wildfire that they got over there as far as leadership goes. I mean, these things are just falling like dominoes. Yeah, I don't really understand exactly what's going on. Like, I, I, you know, I read the things and I see what's happening, but it just doesn't make any sense to me that it's not somehow like a bigger deal. Like I saw, I think he went on CBS or they played an interview from CBS where uh, he he casually called slavery uh in like he treated it like you know uh slaves came 
to America willingly as an indentured servants, uh, as opposed to being brought, you know, Ooh. in slave conditions, which is like on top of all the other nonsense, you know, forget about the moonwalking at the press conference that, you know, I have a sense of humor. Like all that is just, it's, it, it just makes me, I don't know if anybody understands what simulation theory is, but like, sometimes I feel like we live in something that someone is just programming just to mess with us. And I mean, cause how else could you explain someone getting in trouble for blackface? And then at the press conference where they're talking about it, uh, he was gonna. He was gonna moonwalk. He was straight up gonna there. moonwalk. If his wife wasn't there to tell him to to chill, he would have moonwalked. He would have. I wish he. I wish he wasn't there. I really wish he would have moonwalked. I. I don't think anything. How did anyone find out that he was planning on moonwalking? That. No, he said so. So what had happened is he was having a press conference mm-hmm. about because they found out a a old college photo I saw of that, him yeah. wearing blackface. And so he had, had a press conference addressing this. Or he's the Klansman. Or he he's the Klansman. He could be the one in the white hood. Who knows? But he, he never said. He well, he claims he was the. He claims he was neither. But he he said right, he exactly. did dress as blackface to imitate Michael Jackson in a dance competition. So a reporter. For I'm some, guessing this is back when Michael Jackson was still black. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna go ahead and throw that one out there. <laughs> so he he said that he was imitating Michael Jackson, and a reporter for some reason asked if he could still moonwalk. <laughs> and the guy at the press conference looks ahead of the podium to see if there was enough room to moonwalk. And his wife is standing right beside him. She grabs him on the shoulders, just like inappropriate circumstances <laughs> and he's got this big dumb grin on his face where he's just like it was, this is it this is how i proved to them it was just a joke i'll moonwalk <laughs> yeah. in front of everybody if you really wanted to be body. like michael jackson you could have just touched the kids <laughs> yeah there were no kids in the crowd unfortunately uh, too soon. unfortunately no kids in the crowd but uh, if there were, if there were two <laughs> people, have been saying it for a while. <laughs> yeah, he, he's more interested in pulling kids out of the womb. You know, uh, so he's uh, he's got that uh, going for him. Anyway, but is, yeah, is it, it is right underneath just taking shots, taking shots at the guy who made Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a Thriller, all right. <laughs> Especially if you're at that house. <laughs> um, isn't the guy underneath him getting hit for sexual assault too? Yeah. And then the guy behind him just came out out of nowhere. It was just like, hey, you know, if anyone's looking, just so you know, I, I wore blackface, blackface too. I also, I also did blackface with <laughs> BT dubs. In case anyone's looking. How so, common was it to do blackface L- L- back LOL, then? LOL, if, if you're paying attention. I, I don't know. You know, I know it was, and I know nothing about this era really, but this is getting kind of eerie to see all, all of these, these people, people come out like this. <laughs> it is pretty weird. I, yeah. So. It, and it's, I heard a uh, Michael Malice say like to, you know, he's like, people call this like a mistake. He said to, to call it a mistake is ridiculous. Like rubbing shoe polish all over your face. Like it doesn't take a few seconds. It's more than a mistake. Like, you you would realize halfway through maybe this isn't such a good idea. That's how long it takes. Yeah, that, no, there's no way that was a mistake. That that is direct intent. And plus, okay, so I don't know if you heard this, Stone. <laughs> All right, this story gets deep, man. So Daniel brought this up on our last podcast. There's an old like 
I don't know if it was a college photo at all, but it had his nickname in the yearbook. And the nickname in parentheses... It, was, it looked like it was the military, uh, like the military hospital, college, whatever it was, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it was like a military photo. And underneath, you know how it has their name and then a, maybe a nickname that they yeah. were called in school? Coon Man. Coon Man. C-O-O-N. It, Coon it, Man. It said Goose, then Coon Man. And then Goose. I think he said, well, my, my nickname was actually Goose. And it's like, yeah, but why did they also have Coon Man there? <laughs> He's like, oh, I don't know. I don't I, know why Coon Man know what Coon Man even means. <laughs> just, oh just, it's, none of it looks good. I mean, every other day as, he was dressed you know, up as blackface, apparently, or something. Yeah. I'm just my, uh, my dad lives in the state. You know, yes, he, they live in Virginia. And he was saying, I think he said he's going to write his congressman about it. So, I mean, who knows? We'll see, like, what happens. I'm not saying, like, my dad's letter is going to do something. Just saying, who knows? He He's saying he's not going to do something, but... If he just keeps on going on national TV and almost moonwalking and, and belittling <laughs> slavery, it like, might not who be knows his choice. Happen to him? Yeah, it might not be yeah, his exact, choice. Exactly. But the thing, I mean, it is wild. He seemed for now. He's standing his ground. He, yeah. He's saying he's not going anywhere. And I'm, I mean, honestly, at this point in this day and age, that might be his best play is to just stand his ground. Because no, if he quits now, but he's smart. Yeah, that is his best play, 100%. Because if he quits now, he goes down as Coon Man, the, the governor. You <laughs> he know. should have quit a couple months ago. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, by, he's in a lot Friday, of trouble. By Friday, if the government shuts down, nobody's going to be thinking about Northam. Yeah, yeah, that is true. He, he may be just biding his time. That's four more days. And, like, honestly, these four days are going to be so um, border border funding oriented or immigration talks like he's he's going to fade into the noise like it's going to happen he's going to survive this and that to me is like further proof of this double standard against conservatives that i mean and and it's funny because cnn even tried to smear him as a republican like they they put him republican on a chiron yep and the, th- the thing about lying like that is, you know, people say that's a mistake, it's not a lie. It's like, well, then why is it never a mistake in favor of conservatives? Like, if it's always an error against a party, then I think that the error would be your bias slipped through and you weren't able to camouflage it as news, you know? Right. And, and, and you know, you also had the um, the whole which the Covington high school kids story, right? They blew that out of the water before there was even any evidence to what they were claiming. Um, well, just days, just kid, right? days after they blew the, uh, the, what was it with someone? I can't remember who it was, but like someone within, uh, the Mueller investigation said that the kids were all directly tied. Like they just Buzzfeed released something, that was just completely wrong and unverified and th- that the Mueller investigation came out and said, um, yeah, that's not true. Yeah. And then they, and then they just said, well, we stand by it, which, you know, and then we just hear nothing about it anymore. Yeah. The Buzzfeed seems to be like the reoccurring theme, you know, the Buzzfeed story was talking about that. They claimed that Donald Trump ordered Michael Cohn to lie to Congress and that they had sources and we covered it on one episode. And, and, you know, when he went on to interview, they asked him, well, have you heard any of these 
source or have you seen any of the evidence from your so-called sources? The sources were anonymous. And so he's like, no, I haven't seen them personally, but I have very reliable sources. And so they just kind of like went on with it. They were like, oh, well, okay. You know, reliable sources. And it's just an absolutely ridiculous thing that, you know, think about if you're someone inside of these institutions like the FBI and you um, you want to get Donald Trump and you know that you can go to some half-wit journalist from BuzzFeed and just just spout this BS that you don't you know you don't have to substantiate and he goes to CNN and CNN just blasts it everywhere. You know, and like you said before Daniel on another episode it's just like when they when they release something that's completely false, that's what people see. When they see the retraction, they don't see the retraction. Nobody sees the well, yeah, retraction. People, people people aren't always paying and they don't even they don't say the retraction as loud as they say the wrong thing. Right. And, and I think someone mentioned that it should be like a law that they have to use the same size print for uh, retractions as they do original reports. I don't really feel like you should have to legislate against the press. And I, I feel like they should just figure that out internally and have some ethics about themselves. Yeah. You know. And then all of a sudden they're there right when Roger Stone is getting arrested. Like they get there an hour before Roger Stone is arrested uh, with the FBI. And they, I was gonna, I was gonna mention that, yeah, yeah. So the FBI sent, um, I think it was no, it was twenty nine heavily armed guys. They had a couple boats and they also had a couple choppers overhead. There was a lot of money spent to get this old man, like this, this this physically equi- physically equivalent to Mister Magoo. Like to get this man. And I think um, I looked up like the SEAL Team 6 that went and got Osama bin Laden was around like 24, 25 guys. Like they had two choppers and everything like that. So it was like the equivalent of the team that went and got Osama bin Laden was the team to went and get this 65 year old man, this old guy in a bathrobe. It's just absolutely ridiculous, and to claim that they weren't tipped off because they got there an hour before the raid happened. Like, come on. Yeah, they were set up. Like, I mean, the, they were ready for the shot. It's, it's, it's definitely questionable at best, and I feel like if you just dismiss it, then I mean, you're dismissing quite a, a hefty load as far as the fact that someone within the FBI leaked to the press that they were going to go arrest a guy that a lot of people believe is really, really close to Trump. And I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, like I said, I don't know a ton about, I don't, I I only pay attention to politics because it seems to be, uh, coming to a head. Like a lot of things are worthy of, uh, fact checking and double checking and whatnot. But like, uh, man, I, I don't know. It's, it's all just, it's, it's a little bit wild and, like I said, it's 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 hard to pay attention to it because it's all just it seems like everybody's just opinionated and nobody's really just saying what's happening. So it's really difficult to keep up. And I can understand why people just observe it emotionally because it doesn't seem like anybody's actually reporting a damn thing. They're just talking about all these emotional things constantly. Yeah. Yeah, it's all partisan partisan hits. So it's being discussed. 
It's all been running an endless, endless circle of nonsense for the last four years. Can we reset to 2016? That was like the best year of my life. <laughs> I'm going to go back. 2016? What made 2016 than... the best? I don't know. I probably wasn't legal yet. I mean, it's, all, it's all so boring to me. Like, it's it's definitely, like, you know, worthy of attention. But it's like, oh, what a what a terrible bore all this is. Like, all the people mad and screaming all the time. It's like, do something. Like else just get get a hobby yeah you gotta really like look and in, look inside yourself and figure out why you want to yell all the time about every damn thing well the thing is it's like people are mad that the, the reason people are mad they're mad at trump right and why are they mad at trump because trump has a lot of power why does trump have a lot of power because the presidency has more power than it should and i think the federal government has just become way too bloated with power to where people are freaking out about this stuff. People shouldn't be freaking out about an individual leading the country. They, 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 the president should not have as much power as he has, and the federal government should not control as much as they do. I think everything should be done at the local level, and I think oh, yeah. the, the government has been so overbloated with power that it's causing these reactions where people get visceral and ugly with each other because they're scared. And I get you know, each side, why they would be scared. But at the end of the day, you have to look at the root problem. And I think that's the government has way too much power under itself. I I mean, you hit it right on the head. There's people, there's people that worry about what these fools in DC are doing. I mean, like if it's all the way in DC, nobody, I'm nowhere near DC. You're nowhere near DC. Like what, what they do and talk about there doesn't really affect us. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. I think, you know, if people gave more, which I think what needs to happen is the power needs to shift to the the local governments. The, the states need to have more power and people can have more input in the state's government than they would the federal government. And so everyone wouldn't be battling over their um, different policies. I say let the states do what they want to do. You know, if California wants to go full socialist, I was telling this to, to Justin a couple of weeks ago, if California wants to go full socialist – let them do it, you know, but keep it in California. Let California burn to the ground if they need to. It's already to. burning to the ground. <laughs> it is already burning Might to the ground. Might as well that's a great, pour my gas on it. That's a poor analogy on my part. <laughs> oh, poor California. Poor California. California. Yeah. Out of water. Used too to be, much fire. It used to be such a beautiful place from what I hear. Yeah. yeah. It used to be a red state. And then, uh, then the blues came in. No, I, I, each side is bad, I, to be honest. And I think, you know, I was talking again, this was on a past episode, you know, the, the Democrats, we, we poke fun at them a lot just because they give it, they honestly give us more material to, to talk about, but oh, Trump the, does a lot of stupid things. Trump too. does a lot of stupid things. And the Republicans, obviously at the state of the union, the one thing they didn't stand up and clap when Trump said is was, he was like, um, great nations don't end or don't fight endless wars. And they didn't stand up and clap against that because they were just like, they want to stay in Afghanistan. They want to stay in Syria. They want to stay in Yemen. They don't want to end these wars. And that's just those neocons. They, that's what they want to do. That's how they have their power, the military industrial complex. It's, it is what it is. And each side has their, uh, has their bad qualities. Each side has their good qualities. But at the end of the day, like I said before, if the, the, the federal government has just way too much power. 
So back to this green deal, for, how much would it cost for us all to change to green within 10 years? Like, what kind of budget were they talking about? So how, there have been estimates as to what this would cost on an infrastructural level. Um, it is in over $100 trillion over the next 10 years. Where's that um, money coming from? So, well, the thing is, pe- people ask Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez where that money is coming from. But she is saying she the, she said the way we pay for this is the same way we paid for the 2008 bank bailouts, we didn't. the wars. We didn't. Well, we went into debt. That's why we're twenty two trillion dollars in debt. Where's the money keep coming from? This, well, but that's but that's what she said is the point. It doesn't like she, oh, so fact, she's, saying she's just saying no you, you print endless money. You and in, you inflate the you inflate the current. The only way you can get out of that is you inflate the currency. That, that's just going to make minimum wage pointless if you raise it to 15 and you're already inflating the currency. Uh, it, now you're making at the end of the day, it's not about all of that, though. This is just a big fraud. It's all about power. And if you give the government all of this power, Oof. just think about what that could do. And, I mean, this would completely destroy the country. I mean, this would completely destroy the economy. There, Every single car that is on the road today, besides like 1% of electric cars that are on the road today – would be you would have to be required to get a new car. There would there would be no gas cars allowed in ten years. Two, think about all of the heat, like when people like water heaters that people have in their homes. So she would retrofit every single building in America that has gas heating to electric. That is a ridiculous well, statement to make. Don't you have to burn coal to get electricity? No, so you would think nuclear, right? Yeah. That's the most efficient and most powerful source of energy yeah, known to we man. We had one meltdown. But she's going to do wind and solar. Solar has a lot of space. Solar has a lot of potential. Solar has a lot of potential, but we can't store it right now. We don't yeah. have the technology to store the energy. So, and wind is absolute that's, that's joke. That's part of the Green New Deal is investing in technologies that don't exist yet. Yeah. Oh, so we're banking on shit too now. Yeah. Well, it's just exactly. It's ridiculous. It's a. It's look at what they're doing in France because they passed a gas tax. There have been months of violent riots going out. And the thing about America, I heard Dave Smith talking about this on the uh, Part of the Problem podcast. He was like, "Look at what France is doing just because of a gas tax. If you pass something as radical as this, that would legitimately." put people's lives at risk in their daily lives. Think about what would happen in America because the difference between France and America is America has a lot of guns. <laughs> like a lot of guns. Yeah. Oh, they probably take the guns away before they put this in there. Well, that's what they're trying to do too. I mean, it's all it all like if you look at it in the big picture, it it really does all fit together like a puzzle. Good luck with that taking guns away thing. Yeah, that's never that will never happen. No way. And even if they do pass something like that, like that's how you get another civil war on your hands. I mean, the the enemies of the Second Amendment just don't understand that a, that you know, uh, gun owners and handlers, you know, I, and police they they know this is an understanding. They're not police aren't going to go to someone's house and say, "Give me your guns," because because police want to go home. They want to go to their families, yeah. and yep. that that is a fool. That's a fool's endeavor to to walk onto someone's property in America and tell them to hand over their guns. That would just be a insanely foolish thing to do. Yeah. I think that's kind of like why we're a country is because of stuff like that. Yeah, 
and and this is the way I've thought about it before. Like if something like that did get passed, if a large scale gun confiscation did get passed, there would be some that would follow orders, but there would be many that wouldn't. Um, just because not only would they fear for their lives, but you know, there comes a time when you have to make a decision, you know, even as a police officer or a, a, a military personnel, where you stand on taking rights away from people. And you know that, there's going to be bloodshed in that. Like you, you talk about this is going to save lives to confiscate guns. Think about how many lives are going to be lost during that confiscate, confiscation. Yeah, but it's going to be how you report it on the news. What the, what the left sides are going to say is like, this is why we want to take guns away in the first place. See all these people dying from us trying to take their guns away? Yeah. You'll never come in on top, Keaton. They're always going to keep you down. <laughs> Well, I think this was a good conversation. Uh, I think we need to wrap it up here. Well, um, Daniel Stone, thanks for uh, joining me on the yeah, show thanks here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm just happy thanks to be here. Thanks for having me again, man. Yeah. Well, everybody listening, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on listening to the show. Everyone be sure to like us on Facebook. Uh, share us with your friends. If you haven't yet, go on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and a rating. Um, we're also located on iTunes and Spotify and now Stitcher. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on another episode of Freedom Strips.